Hi everybody and welcome to the Loose Lugs podcast presented by Double L Sportsnet. I am your host, Lauren Leach, and I am joined today by my best friend and co-host, Mark Allen. Mark, happy new year, buddy. How you doing? Happy new year. Let's go racing. Yes, let's go. Of course, we get excited for this every year. There's other uh, racing going on, but we get excited for, for the NASCAR and, and starting to get into full swing and getting into spring and summer, and this kind of kicks it off for us. Mark, the first thing I wanted to do here was uh, dedicate this podcast always to the people that we have lost over the years um, and the people that we lost more recently hits us hard, hits us a little harder. And um, another guy that the NASCAR scene lost recently was John Andretti. John passed away at the age of 56 on January 30th of colon cancer. John was close with his uncle Mario and cousin Michael. Him and Michael actually roomed together in college, which is pretty cool. Uh, he has two cup wins, the 1997 Pepsi 400 at Daytona and the 1999 Goodies 500 at Martinsville. And Mark, I watched the clip of the 1999 Goodies 500, and he had to come through the field on two tires, and I'm not sure what the, the two guys in front of him had. He had to pass Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton to win that race on two tires, and according to the broadcaster, two tires had not worked all day, and he went up there through lap traffic and passed those two guys in the petty car to win the race. Yep, I remember that race. Uh, it was hard fought, you know, back at that time, Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton dominated Martinsville. Um, Richard Petty was <laughs> so happy that day, and it was good to see the 43 car back in victory lane. Yeah, it was pretty special. They interviewed Richard Petty, of course, being the owner there. He was ecstatic. And uh, the Petty car didn't really see a lot of success up to that point after Richard got out of the car, so that made it even more special for him. He also ran uh, champ in IndyCar, drag racing, NASCAR, of course, and he also had a land speed record at one point, which uh, not a lot of people know about or go out and see or do, so... uh, that was surprising to me, but it just shows what kind of driver he was, and he did a lot of different types of racing. Well, he's a typical Andretti. They dabbled in all kinds of different kinds of racing. Yeah. So, yeah, gone way too soon. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yep, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and, and everyone that we've lost over the years. Um, so this podcast goes out to every one of those people and their families and friends. On a more positive note, let's talk about the Hall of Fame, which just did their induction a, a few weeks ago. The five people going in, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Joe Gibbs, Buddy Baker, and Waddell Wilson. We'll start with Tony Stewart. He's a three-time cup champion, 49 wins as a driver. He's also a two-time cup champion owner, uh, one of those driver's championships also coming as an owner, and then Kevin Harvick and him won as well. He has 55 wins and 53 poles as an owner. And Mark, did you catch his speech about uh, talking about family and dedicating to his uh, old girlfriends and all of that? That had the crowd uh, uh, laughing pretty good there. Yeah, well, you know, you got to keep the girlfriends happy so you can go racing. <laughs> That's for sure. So, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny. And then his teammate of many years going in with him as well, Bobby Labani. Bobby is the 2000 Cup champion. Uh, Stet, I found. Surprising again, uh, first driver to win the Xfinity Series and Cup Series title. Of course, that was surprising to me because back in the day, you could run for multiple titles in NASCAR. So 
he was the first one to do it when he captured the 2000 Cup Championship. Yeah, you'll never see that again because you have to actually stay in one series. Um, Bobby Labonte was my first, first time I went to a NASCAR race, he won the Michigan 400. Um, still see him on TV, you know, so he's still, uh, involved with racing. Um, yeah, well deserving to be in, uh, into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He has 21 Cup Series wins and 26 poles. And another thing that was surprising was he and Terry are the second brother duo to be in the Hall of Fame. The first, Glenn and Leonard Wood, so pretty yeah, prestigious very, names there. Very good there. Tony and Bobby's um, car owner goes in, Joe Gibbs, someone who is still prominent on the scene today, has the best team out there, hard to beat. You saw it in uh, practice earlier this morning. One, two, three, four, so nothing new there. Uh, Joe has five Cup Series titles, 176 Cup wins, which is third behind Petty with 268 and Hendrick with 256. He also has 165 Xfinity Series wins and two championships. Those numbers are going to keep climbing. That team is still elite. Um, I remember seeing Joe Gibbs on the Dale Earnhardt Jr. podcast, and uh, there was some good insight about his family and his religion and how dedicated he is to his sport and how he dedicated the season last year to his fallen son, J.D., and still involved with his grandson that's uh, racing out west. So, yeah, Joe is still staying young, keeping moving, but uh, those numbers are going to be even more as that um, Gibbs Racing is just uh, one elite team out there right now. Yeah, and with Hendrick and Petty kind of struggling in the last few years, he's closing in on them. He's... 80 away from Hendrick, which might be tough to catch depending on how long Hendrick stays and how long Joe Joe goes and how successful Chevy gets back into it, but um, not too not too far away. Um, the next person that went in was Buddy Baker, known as the Gentle Giant. 19 cup wins, 38 poles, and a broadcaster. First time over 200 miles an hour, qualified, and won the first Bud shootout back in 1980 that was and then he won the 500 that year and then uh waddell wilson goes in as well uh something is surprising again only the fourth crew chief inducted that's surprising yeah i was surprised when i saw that he crew chief guys like buddy baker bobby allison kale yarborough daryl waltrip benny parsons to name a few he won the 1980 Daytona 500 with Buddy Baker, which was his second race as a crew chief ever at the cup level and his second race with Buddy Baker. Uh, so that was, uh, <laughs> when I saw that, I kind of chuckled to myself because who could imagine your second race as a crew chief ever in the cup series and winning the Daytona 500? Well, as you can see, he was all teamed up with all Hall of Famers. So, yeah, true. Yeah, so that worked hand in hand with him. Yep, he had uh, 22 cup series wins as a crew chief. So those five guys, well-deserving, going to Hall of Fame. Mark, the Hall of Fame also announced they're making changes to it. I wasn't surprised by it because eventually you're not going to ever run out of people, but you're going to run out of people that should be in the Hall of Fame. Not that people that aren't in aren't deserving, but you want that to be as tight-knit group as possible because it should be hard to get into. Uh, so they're going from five down to three, two more recent, one legacy. Yeah, that's, I, I thought of that years ago, saying eventually you're going to run out of quality people. Um, I believe that's a very good move that they're doing there. Yep, absolutely. Not, uh, not surprising to me anyway. Um, let's get into the changes for the upcoming series here. Um, we're going to go through the top three here. So starting with the, the truck series. 
Uh, Angela Ruck will be moving into the double zero for Rion Brothers. Tate Fogelman will be moving into the 0-2 with Young's Motorsports. And then we got some heavy hitters. We got the Kyle Busch guys. Uh, Rafael Lassard moves into the four truck with Todd Gillen moving along. And the 18 will be Christian Eckes, who uh, had that snowball derby win over John Hunter Nemechek a few years ago and has been know. successful at the lower level in, in ARCA and yep, K&N. So good, good driver there. They, uh, they get some good drivers there with Harrison Burton and Todd Gillen moving along. Um, something else Wisconsin guys are excited about. Derek Krause moves into McAnally-Higgleman racing in the 19. Yep. So Bill McAnally teams up with uh, Higgleman, and they create this team, and Derek Krause will be running full-time in the 19 truck. GMS made a ton of changes this year. Um, <clears throat> the 21 will be Zane Smith. Uh, Brett Moffitt moves into the 23 from the 24 truck. The 24 will now be Sam Mayer, Wisconsin guy. And another one. Yep. And a guy I'm excited to see, David Gravel, who was racing sprint cars and moved into the Johnson Racing uh, sprint car after uh, Mr. Johnson passed away. Weird enough, in, in Sun Prairie, I believe that was. He goes out and wins in, in Knoxville and gets the sponsorship with Exalta and help from Jeff Gordon. So that's a guy I'm excited to see what he does at the upper levels here coming from the dirt scene. So, wow, lots and lots of changes in the trucks. There's more, isn't there? There's more, yep. <laughs> and, and one more GMS, Tyler Ankrum moves into the 26 truck. So the 26 will be a new number car for GMS. So GMS had a, had a lot of changes there. Um, Todd Gillen moves over to the 38 truck. Front Row Motorsports creates this truck team for him, so he's going to be affiliated with Ford now. Front Row Motorsports, uh, of course, was teamed up with his father, David Gilliland, for many years. So 38 will be Todd Gilliland. Nice makes a few changes here as well. Uh, the 44 will be Natalie Decker, another Wisconsin person. So we got a lot of Wisconsin people going in that we're excited about, among others. I think that's a limited ride. <laughs> it's only for mile and a halves. It is. Yep. Yep, and then Carson Hosevar will also be limited in that there's same a, truck with there's, Natalie. There's a good racer, too. Yep, he's been successful at yep. the at the lower levels. Of course, Carson had a run-in with Rich Bickle down at the Snowball uh, Derby, so he almost advanced in, then he gets tangled up with Rich Bickle, and that whole deal happens. But uh, Carson's been very successful from uh, Michigan, so excited to see what he does yep. in the truck series. This one means a lot to us. The 45, Ty Majeski, a guy we know well, got to know his family over the years up here. Um, <clears throat> looking for a full-time ride for a few years now. Finally finds it with Nice and a Chevrolet. With good equipment. Good equipment. Yeah. <clears throat> of course, that truck was Ross Chastain's. So Ty moves into some good equipment there, and uh, I think we'll see some uh, success coming at the top three level well, for that, Ty. Well, that truck won three times last year, and it made the Final Four championship. So it'll be interesting to see... Ty in awesome equipment, and then he should be able to showcase his talents. I expect big things out of him this year. Absolutely. Um, and then something else with Nice that uh, just came down within the last few days, the 40 truck, Ryan Truex is moving into that as a part-time schedule. I believe there's someone else that was announced in there as well with Ryan. Um, we'll have to check on that, and we'll give an update on the next podcast. There's a lot of changes that just came down over the last like few days got and like hours. Four, four, five, even maybe, maybe even five vehicles that are in there yeah. as part-time. Um, so Nisa's putting a lot of effort into the truck series. Absolutely. 
um, which they, you know, when they first started, they I don't think they were necessarily a starting park, but a low-budget team, and now they're coming through. Ross Chastain moves over there next last year, has some success. success. So they're moving up the ranks, like you yeah. said, Mark. Yep, absolutely. Um, the last change, uh, as far as drivers go, um, and this isn't even a driver change, Friesen, Helmar Friesen moves over to Toyota from Chevrolet. They were getting help from GMS the last few years, had some success, was in the Final Four last year. They move over to Toyota and are going to get help from Cowbush Motorsports. <laughs> that's a lot of help. Yeah. That's the, that's the best help you can get right there. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. They think they're going to run better under the Toyota banner. Be interesting to see what that change brings for them. Mm-hmm. And then things we haven't heard quite yet. Um, DJR Crosley, they had two trucks last year. Nothing's really been announced with them. Maybe something will be coming or something came down today while we're doing this. Haven't seen anything from there. Of course, they had the the 5 and 17 trucks with Toyota. So uh, we'll have to check into that. And then you might see um, trucks like the 46 from Cowbush Motorsports. They run part-time every now and then. You might see something like that. The 27 from Thor Sport. Uh, So they might run a few races like that as well. I'm sure we'll find out more as the season goes along. So a lot of new colors, names, teams, and they fire them off at 630 Central on Friday night. And uh, the last two changes, of course, it was the Gander Outdoors Truck Series the last few years. They make a name change. It's the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series. So that'll catch a few people off, I'm sure, for a little bit here. And then the big news, really, from the Truck Series is they expand their playoffs from eight drivers to ten. Yeah, it goes from ten to seven to four. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I, I can see that. Yeah, and, and you know, Mark, a lot of people are saying this is the Kyle Busch Motorsports rule, but if you look at it, those two drivers, Burton and Gillen, finished, I think it was 11 and 12, so even if it was 10, they wouldn't have made it in. So it's really not the Kyle Busch Motorsports rule, in my opinion. Some people will beg to differ, which is fine, um, but I think it's a good move. I know you don't want to have too many drivers in the playoffs, just like the Hall of Fame. You want it to be tough to get into, and the truck series, they have less trucks, so less Less good equipment, less trucks ra- out less there. Less racing too, you know. Less less races, so. But I think ten adding two more drivers, I think that'll uh, just not, add competition to the yeah, playoffs, which will be good. That is fine. There's no problem there. Yep, I'm I agree. for that. I'm for that. Absolutely. So then we'll move into the uh, Xfinity series here and the things that we've heard about. Um, JD Motorsports, Kobe Howard will be racing for that team. The number hasn't uh, been quite announced yet. That was the zero team. It may be a different number. I saw they were going with a six car, and I forget who was announced for that, if it was Kobe or someone else, but they're going with a six, which is new. Um, and then our Motorsports, the 02 car. Uh, Brett Moffitt moves into that part-time. He'll be racing, of course, full-time in the truck series. But Brett Moffitt with the 02 R Motorsports. And Andy Sice used to drive for them, so I'll be curious to see if, if he joins that group again as well. Uh, driver I'm excited to see in the Xfinity Series full-time, a guy who was in the Truck Series part-time the last few years, Jesse Little moves over to JD Motorsports. That was the four team. Maybe they're going to be the six now. Uh, numbers might not be quite accurate just a yet. A lot of this stuff might just <laughs> might just develop this week at the last minute. You know, There's going to yep. be a lot of changes. Yeah, or we have to do some more digging on that stuff as well. Um, SS Greenlight, the 08, will be Joe Graff Jr. this year. Greg Galding was in that previously. He had some success. Uh, surprising to me that he's not in a ride, Greg Galding, yet. Still young. 
Yeah. Uh, but Joe Graff, he's seen some success at the lower levels. Um, he was involved in that one uh, pro, I think it was a pro late model crash at uh, Bristol where it ripped the whole side of his car off. He raced some Arca as well. I think last he was with, um, not Cunningham, but the team that Ty was with in the Arca series um, that got sold. Cunningham to whoever owned it. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm having a, <laughs> yeah. a, a brain. Um, but here. he was last in the Arca series with uh, Chad Bryant. That's who it was, Chad Bryant Chad racing. Bryant. Yeah, I'm um, friends with them on Facebook, so yep. I should uh, should have known that. Yep. Um, Junior Motorsports makes a change. The eight car this year will be Daniel Hemrick. Daniel Hemrick... Uh, I believe is under for 21 races, and then Jeb Burton will have some, and then Dale Jr. will be racing at Homestead Miami in March. Yeah, we met Daniel twice last year when he came up here to race super late up here, and a uh, really nice guy, you know, very talkative, uh, very approachable, uh, very uh, glad to see him at least uh, still having a decent ride there. Absolutely. I was sad to see him lose his cup ride. But at the end of the day, he's got a good equipment down in the Xfinity Series, and maybe he can move his way back forward. Uh, RCR was kind of caught in a tough situation there, so hopefully Daniel does well and, and everyone does well. But well, he's good got, to see good he guys has like the talent. Yep. The, the talent is there, so, yep. Absolutely. A guy that will move from the Truck Series full-time to Xfinity Series full-time for colleague Racing in the 10 car is Ross Chastain. He was in the Final Four, almost won the Truck Series Championship last year. Um, MBM is making a change with the 13. Stephen Light will be for them. Uh, Riley Herbst and Harrison Burton for Joe Gibbs, Joe, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, there's two guys, young guys that have a ton of talent. And they have Bush uh, uh, helping them out. That's going to be a top-notch team right there. Both. Yeah, that'll, uh, that'll be interesting to see those two young guns. Of course, mm -hmm. Harrison struggled a little in the truck series, was expected to have a little more success. But that's a big leap, and being under the pressure of Kyle Busch, maybe moving over to Joe Gibbs, the expectations don't necessarily go down. But uh, moving into the Xfinity Series, maybe that's a better fit for him. Yep, yep. And Riley Herbst had some success at the lower levels as well. Uh, Richard Childress Racing makes a move with the 21. Myatt Snyder, Anthony Alfredo, Kels Gralla, and Austin Dillon will be in that ride. Um, Tommy Joe Martins, they start a team. He'll be the 44, so he'll be the driver for that. Joe Nemechek will be racing for Mike Harmon, at least at Daytona in the 47. Um, Brian Sieg, or RSS, makes a change with the 93. Myatt Snyder, I believe he's going to be full-time. He's going to be racing half with Richard Childress Racing and some with RSS. CJ McLaughlin will also be in the 93. And maybe Joey Gase, he dabbled with that team a little bit as well. Um, and then B.J. McLeod, they're going to go with Mason Massey in the 99. Um, and Josh Balicki, who is a Richfield West Bend driver, who yep. we really didn't see race in the lower level around here a whole lot. He's been making waves in the upper levels there, running part-time and full-time for underfunded teams. But as long as he can find sponsorship, he'll run. Yep, you know, he'll, and he's done run. well with the lower lower yeah, teams there. He keeps he keeps battling, yep. you know. Um, so he'll be racing uh, part-time with that team as well. Uh, the other news with drivers and teams, GMS closes their Xfinity Series ride, so the 23 will be no longer. Um, the double zero for Stuart Haas is no longer with Cole Custer moving on. Those are two huge teams. One more, too. The Richard Childress Racing number two 
and that one's won how many championships with that car? There's so many people that come through that car yeah, that so. won championships on that. And so. maybe they'll race part-time with that. They're racing with a bunch of drivers no. in the 21 car, so maybe they might bring some people up for the two two ride as well. Austin Dillon's raced for them a few times, Ty Dillon, so, so we'll see about that. Um, we talked about the numbers may not be right for JD Motorsports. Um, and then let's see here. I think we touched on everything else. Of course, the 12 Penske car, you will probably see that with uh, Brad, Joey, and Ryan Blaney. I think that's been announced that they'll be racing some of that. And then the 16 for Colleague Racing, AJ Allmendinger has eight races for them. So, so I've learned a, quite a bit on that, too, because of all the changes. I On the lower series, I have a little bit harder time keeping up with all of that, and that's a lot to take in right there Yeah, so those two series. Um, doing some research, we'll find out some more information as we go, I'm sure, as the season gets going here. Um, we'll move into Cup Series, so the major changes with drivers and teams there. Quinn Hulf moves into the Starcom Double Zero. Kind of a surprising move with um, Landon Castle racing that team last year, and, and that, he moves a, out that, of that. That's a two-year deal. So Yeah, which, well, here's the thing, though. The two-year deal with Landon Castle as well, I believe. It didn't work out that well. So, they, they said that they were going to uh, make sure that Landon Castle was taken care of. They actually... Uh, want to make sure that he does well so he's probably still in house with that team yeah so they may get assistance from them or see if he can if they can land him somewhere else um richard childress racing the eight goes from daniel hemrick to tyler reddick i tell you what tyler reddick is a guy that really came on the scene last year of course won the xfinity series title with junior motorsports but didn't have a whole lot of success that year kind of just did enough to move on and then performed well at homestead miami Goes back-to-back -back with RCR last year. Um, RCR was put in a tough spot. They decided to go with Tyler Reddick. It'll be interesting to see the, the rookie drivers, and there's one heavy-hitter rookie. You can just see the talent with Tyler Reddick. It just like The more that he races, the better he gets. He deserves that right, very he, much so. Absolutely, and he, have, he started uh, in the top three series with Brad Kozlowski racing, if you remember correctly, yep. in that 19 truck. So now he'll be in the Cup Series, and, and I tell you what, Mark, this rookie battle here is going to be very interesting That's in right. Cup. Well, everybody wanted all three of the big, the top three to move up, yeah. and they all have decent rides. They Absolutely. have good backing, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see the three rookies uh, take a run at it this year. Yep, it'll, uh, it'll be fun to watch, I tell you that. Premium Motorsports goes with the 15 car, Brennan Poole. A guy that we met down at Madison International Speedway. He was called into late duty. Yeah. Uh, he's had some success. Brendan Poole, if you remember correctly, he was racing for Ganassi the last time. We really saw him be successful in the 48 car with DC Solar. He got kicked out of the Ganassi ride. Ross Chastain was supposed to step in there. Then the whole DC Solar thing happened. And uh, Brandon Poole moves back into the Cup Series with Premium Motorsports. And he's got Pat Trison as as a good crew chief and uh, has landed um, Spartan Mosquito um, as a sponsor for 17 races. So that gets him, gets him into the season well, well along. So good, good deal for him. Pat Trison, I remember his name from crew chiefing Rusty Wallace, I believe it was, mm -hmm. at one point. So there's a successful crew chief that will be joining Premium Motorsports with Brandon Poole. Roush Fenway Racing goes from Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to Chris Busher in the 17. Uh, Chris was a Roush driver for many years. He wins the, wins the Xfinity Series Championship a few years ago with them. 
he went on to Front Row Motorsports. And then Ford and Roush let him go over to the 37 car. Uh, JTD, JTG Doherty. He moves back to Roush. Stenhouse goes to JTD. So they kind of uh, switch rides there. The 47 and the 37, yeah, they switched, uh, they switched around and put Ryan Priest in the 37. And then Ricky Stenhouse will land in the 47 car. Yep, absolutely. So then the uh, 21, the Wood Brothers, Max Benedetto. There's a guy I'm excited to see to get into that equipment. Another one that needs the equipment, but he's a wheel man, and the more that he races, the better he is. Um, just a one-year deal, so he has to prove himself. you know. But he's got, uh, uh, with Wood Brothers, they're a satellite to Penske, so that's... Uh, that's uh, going to be interesting to watch Matt run this year. Absolutely. And, of course, he, when I first saw him, he was running for Gibbs in the Canon Arca kind of deal. He was going against guys like Bubba Wallace, Brett Moffitt. They had a good battle there, rivalry. And uh, eventually he fell out with Gibbs, gets back with them. Now he's over to the Wood Brothers. He had some success with the 95 um, car last year of Levine Family Racing should have probably won Bristol. That's a whole story for a different day. <coughs> and um, he moves over to the Wood Brothers. And they kept Greg Irwin. The, 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 the crew chief stays at that team. And Menards is going to stay with that. So there's a lot of solid stuff going on with that team. So interesting to see what old Matty D can do. It was sad that he was uh, going to be leaving Levine, but then he lands with Wood Brothers, so I think he'll be okay. It's, it's going to be okay for him. You mentioned Ryan Priest moves over from the 47 to the 37 with JTG Doherty. From with Motorsports goes with John Hunter Nemechek in the 38. Kind of a sad deal there with Matt Tift and the seizure issues that he's having. Yeah. He's a guy that we've seen a lot in the Midwest from Ohio, race a lot in Wisconsin with the Arkham Midwest Series with um, Tim Schendel. And he had some success here. He moves through the ranks, but now uh, a guy that we're giving our thoughts and prayers with as well. And hopefully something can be figured out with him. He had the brain tumor a few years ago. Now dealing with seizures, unfortunately. Yeah, so he needs to step back and get get his health back into uh, back to where it needs to be. Um, touching on Ryan Priest, um, there's a ton of talent that goes on there too. He just needs more seat time. Um, he's surrounded by some good people there, so it'll be interesting to see if he can improve. And it'll be interesting to see how him and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. get along as teammates and what information he can get from a guy who has been in the Cup Series for a long time. A guy you thought maybe we would see more success from in Ricky Stenhouse, but a guy who has a lot of experience there. You know, and that team, uh, JT has uh, JTG has um, Trent Owens, and they have Brian Patty as crew chiefs, and I mean, that's good stuff right there. So that should absolutely improve that team. Two guys that have a lot of success there and experience in, in guys that will teach these guys uh, the ropes here. Cole Custer moves into the Stuart Haas 41. Daniel Suarez gets kicked out of that ride, unfortunately. But Cole Custer, one of the big three rookies that we'll be looking at. And he gets to bring his crew chief up from the Xfinity Series. Mike Shippett comes comes along with that. Um, we've met Cole a couple times when we went to Xfinity Series. Um, very approachable, cool guy. Um, uh, good to see uh, he got a good ride. Yep. See how he does as a rookie this year. And and we talked about this a little in the offseason. A lot of people did. They were debating, do they leave him down in the Xfinity Series for one more year with the car changing next year? I thought 
why not move, an up, move him up like they did? Because what are you going to learn with another year of Xfinity Series racing when you can at least get some experience in the cup? So I think they they do a right well, thing there. Well, you got to build confidence with other drivers too. So you right. know, so that's yeah, the whole thing. So yeah, it's a good move to get him in there and let him race. Yep. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. moves into the forty-seven with JTG Doherty, um, a guy that uh, was with Roush moves over there. We touched on him a little bit ago. Uh, be interesting to see what he does with Chevrolet and that team. And and I tell you what, Brad Doherty is really high in Ricky Stenhouse and is really looking forward to see what, how high they can go with him. I'm optimistic about that move. It's a lateral move. It almost seems like it's like maybe a little step down from Roush. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, Ricky is probably the most aggressive driver out there, you know, so <laughs> he keeps you watching, you know. So I expect him to do well at Daytona. Um, just because he knows how to restrict a plate race. Um, and you just mentioned it. You start the se season at a plate track where he's had a ton of success. He's mm -hmm. aggressive. So you could start out with a bang there. You could. You could just could set the whole season up for him and then go from there. So, yep. so interesting. We'll watch. Yep. The uh, 77 car will be Ross Chastain. I think that's a part-time deal. Uh, we have to do a little bit more research on that. They're going to just run the Daytona 500 and That's the Charlotte right. 600, and with their they have an alliance with Premium Motorsports, but they plan on using a variety of different kind of drivers in that car. So and they've done that in the past. Yep. So yep. Um, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, big name Ross Chastain as of right now going into that. Christopher Bell, the last of the big three rookies, goes to Levine Family Racing. They get they have an alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing, who Christopher Bell has raced with. Over the last few years in Xfinity Series. And I can't say this enough. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the three rookies do. Yeah, and Christopher Bell um, gets Jason Ratcliffe as a crew chief. Um, it's a three-year deal, and it is tied in with with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, Ream, as a, as a sponsor, also gets to move up, and there's other associate sponsors with him. Um, ton of talent with that guy. Um, kind of reminds me of a young Tony Stewart. Yeah, and, and, and you know he's going to come out of the sport, and he's going to he's going to win his fair share of races. And a guy that races many different disciplines of racing has a ton of dirt background. A guy that had a, a has always had a ton of talent. Ran into some issues in the truck series right away, wrecked a little bit. That's just learning the ropes. Ton of talent there. Expect him to have a good season. Yep, yep. So we'll fire them off next Sunday for the five hundred. Ready to go on that one. Daniel Suarez moves over from the Stuart Haas 41 that Cole Custer takes over. He finds a deal more recently with Gaunt Brothers, which um, Parker Kligerman had some success with them over the years. Uh, sad to see Parker not in a car. That's a guy that I've always enjoyed watching racing. He does a hell of a job on the broadcast yeah, as well. very much so, yeah. But Good. I believe he should be in a car. But I tell you what, Daniel Suarez deserves to be there as well. And a guy that I like to see on the track, so good to see him find a ride. And he's back in the Toyota family. And he has financial backing for yes. him, so that, that helped him land that ride. Yep. It, that financial should have probably kept him in the 41 car, but how the sponsorship worked, well, then he actually ended up going to the 96. So, But he's got a full-time ride, so should be good. Yep, and, and it was hard to keep him in the 41 with Cole Custer. Uh, just a tough situation again and tough business things, but that's that's part of it. There's only so many drivers, right. you know, so many seats to fill. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, another note on the Cup Series, the 16 for Collie Racing. They'll make their first start in the Cup Series with 
uh, Daytona winner, say it as you may, with that rain-shortened race back in July. But Justin Haley moves with, uh, he'll be racing full-time with them yet in the Xfinity Series. He'll make his Cup Series debut with Colleague Racing. Our colleague racing will make their debut with him, I should say. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and then you mentioned some crew chief changes. Uh, a couple that I got mentioned here. Um, Brad Kozlowski will be teamed with Jer Jeremy Bolins. He moves over from Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. Um, the three for Richard Childress Racing, Justin Alexander. I thought Justin Alexander was affiliated with that team at a, with the crew chief at some point. Um, but he's on the three car again. Um, the eight, Randall Burnett. He moves up from the Xfinity Series with Tyler Reddick, so he'll be the crew chief with Tyler again. Mm -hmm. He moves up. Um, then Stuart Haas Racing makes a few changes, one of them with Eric Almirola. His crew chief will now be Mike Bogoravich. He moves over from Clint Boyer's car. Todd Gordon moves over from uh, the 22 of Joy Logano. He will now be Ryan Blaney's crew chief. Uh, and we just saw him on TV not too long ago. He was saying that he was still walking over to Joey Logano's car accidentally. He did that three times three, this weekend. Three times, yeah. Well, he's so used to the colors, you just walk over and say, oops, I'm not part of that anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I found that pretty funny that he was saying that. Um, the 14 of Clint Boyer, he'll get John Klossmeyer. He moves over from, from uh, Eric Gomorola. From the 10 So they switch. Luke Lambert, who had some success with Richard Childers Racing and Ryan Newman and some of those guys over there, he moves over to Roush. With Chris Busher, which is kind of interesting because him and Ryan Newman had a little spat on the radio uh, last year, a few years ago, when it was must have been two years ago, and Ryan was over with them. And so now he's teamed with uh, um, Roush, and Ryan Newman is at Roush. So that was kind of interesting to me that, that they would be um, teamed up with the same team. They're not going to be teamed together, but at, at Roush together. Um, this was the big surpriser to me. The 19, Copern walks away, um, and and it, it was I say it's the biggest surprising move for me. I did not see that coming, but these guys are working their butt off. They're on the road all the time. He says he wants to spend more time with family. His kids are getting older. Families first, man. Families you know, first, always. He steps away from the 19, where they had so much success. Him and Martin Truex Jr. Of course, they started at um, Furniture Row. No. Together, they moved over to Gibbs, had the same success at both places. Uh, James Small, who was the lead engineer for that car, takes over. So um, I see that Martin's um, happy to have James, and uh, we'll see how that pair works together. Who doesn't see it? Pern comes back maybe as a... <laughs> Uh, up in the, you know, administrative or in a team that way. Yeah. Um, you know, that, just, that'll be interesting because he moved back. Uh, he's from Canada, and I think he moved back there. Sometimes you need a year off, yep. you know, so just to need a break and, uh, and fire back the next following year. So, yeah, yep. but family first. Absolutely. It's always that way. Yeah, we'll watch for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually comes back, like you said, Mark. I, would, I don't know I how soon that so. would be, but uh, a guy that would be sought after uh if he does but go out as a champ too you know that could also finally finally as a champion so well yeah we'll he see. won a few years ago um a few years ago with um martin truex but he moves on uh paul wolf moves over from brad kozlowski he moves to joey logano that could be an interesting pair because 
Todd Gordon and Joey got along great. It was a little surprising to me that they would break up that pair, but Paul Wolf likes the strategy. So is that going to change the game for Joey and move him up a little bit? That'll be interesting to see that pairing. It was strange how they all moved everybody around, but they're just trying to get the right formula. Yep. Um, you mentioned Mike Shiplett moves up with Cole Custer from the Xfinity Series to the 41. This was one that I'm kind of excited to see about. <clears throat> under under uh, low-key move that not a lot of people will pay attention to, Jerry Baxter moves from the Truck Series, who he was with Kyle Busch Motorsports, GMS, had a ton of success, very knowledgeable, revered name out in the, out in the racing community. He moves to the 43 Petty Bubba Wallace. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I saw that move and just like, look at that. Um, you know, the 43 uh, needs help with sponsorship. Um, yeah, so Jerry Baxter was named the crew chief. Um, Bubba Wallace, this is his last year on his contract, so he actually has to perform this year. Uh, no doubt on that. And then the 32 car also gets a new crew chief. Uh, I was I was happy to see that LaJoy stays in that ride, Corey LaJoy. Um, Ryan Sparks, who was the lead engineer for the three car, moves over with them. So be interesting to see that. You heard a lot of news over the offseason that Corey LaJoy wouldn't be back in that ride. That was even a spot that Cole Custer was rumored to be in before they moved him up to the 41. Uh, so that... Uh, he gets a new crew chief yeah, that comes over from Richard Childress. Richard, Raging Bull as their sponsor um, So for Go Fast Racing. That team's been around for a while, so that team should should improve this year. So. And Matt Benedetto raced there a few years ago. Yep. That team just keeps getting better and better and better. And you hear a lot of people talk about where's the next Furniture Row going to come from. Could be the 32 be with one. Go Fast. Um of course, the Levine family, there's another one that was moving up, and now they got a, a driver um, that comes up there with a and lot I of success. So I believe that team is now a satellite to Stuart Haas. They're gonna yes, get, it is. They're going to get some extra help there. So Yep, that'll be nice so for that, them as that'll well. That'll help them also. I wonder with these satellites, too, sometimes it sounds like it'll be a good move, but then you remember the whole furniture row, um, Joe Gibbs kind of thing, and, and they fold, so... Sounds good. You think they'll have more success, but how is that going to affect the future? You have to wait and see, I guess, but uh, it'll Win, be interesting to keep an Daytona eye on. and that would fix everything. <laughs> right, <would> have, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're going to move on here. A couple of things I'm looking forward to um, and Mark's looking forward to. A uh, couple of things that I have down here, the Xfinity Series. They go to the Indy Road Course from the Big Oval. Yeah, that's uh, strange. I've actually looked at the track. Um, I think that's a good move. Um, Indy, the oval is, uh, now that Penske took it over, is trying to improve the racing there. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, road course racing is coming on. There's more and more of it. People love it. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. I'm excited to see that. However, I still think that they should be racing at Lucas Oil on the short track. Absolutely. Um, but I'm excited to see the Indy Road Course. That's something that's uh, coming about over the last few years has been exciting. So I'm excited to see that. Is there anything else in the Xfinity Series that you're looking to, Mark, looking forward to? As for the schedule itself, it's pretty much the same. Um, definitely going to take a shot at trying to go out to Iowa. I'm going to try to make the Road, Road America race this year that I'm finally... It's uh, the the schedule has changed on the Xfinity series at Road America, so I might be able to attend a couple of the, the Xfinity races this year. I tell you what, you and I went out to Road America. Now this was probably 
close to five, ten years ago now already. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. I had never been to a road course, and I loved it. They have TVs up now. If you sit above turn five, you can see them go up the hill, come through um, after the kink, go through all that. So um, road course racing, uh, I was surprised I like it. Love Road America. Even in the rain. Yeah. We sat in the rain for that, and then the tires went on and off. So, um, yeah, yeah, Road America, um, they're hoping and praying that they get a cup ride for the new schedule that comes out in 21. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I know there's a lot of factors that go into it. I hear a lot of calls on NASCAR Sirius XM that are saying, why don't they go back to Rockingham and yeah. North Wilkesboro and all that. And, and you got to remember there's a reason why they're not – some of those tracks aren't on it anymore. Truck Series goes back to Rockingham. Huge hit the first year. Crowd dwindles yeah, years then, prior, yeah. and the same thing happens. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. So it'd be nice if road America get a cup cup thing. I think they deserve it, but hotels, roadways, all that factors into it. It's out in the middle of nowhere, you know, so, but it comes down to sponsorship and money, you know, and and gateway, they're trying to, they're battling down there in St. Louis to try to get a race in Nashville. Nashville's always in the news of what's going on down there. I was down there last year at the fairgrounds last year. I got rained out for a super late race down there, but uh, I just would love to see racing there. Um, A lot of people would like to see that. Unfortunately, I just saw that there was another player um, that came into their, I I think there's a lawsuit now happening with, I don't know if it's the soccer team in the city. There's another player that just joined against the racetrack, so that might be an uphill battle. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't end up like Milwaukee and end up with so many politics that end up losing racing down there, so... Just a fine facility racetrack down there. I'd love to see that go. Yep, absolutely. All right, so then we move back into the cup things, and there's one more major change here. They make a change to the short track package, which the short tracks in the recent years were were the best type of racing, closest type of racing. They make a change. Wasn't so good last year. This change will be now for Bristol, Dover, Martinsville, New Hampshire, Richmond, um, Phoenix, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and the Roval. So it'll be the road courses and the short tracks. They move the spoiler from eight inches to two and three quarters inches. Put it in the driver's hands, huh? Yeah. Yep. So that was a major change. The front splitter moves from two inches to a quarter inch, and the they're gonna um, or the front front splitter overhang, I should say, not the front splitter itself, and then the uh, two. Uh, they're going to add two-inch wings. Those used to be ten and a half inches. So talk about major, major changes. Yeah, well, it's going to put it back into the driver's <laughs> hands. And, uh, hey, we all love shorter track racing. And Absolutely. And I've got fingers crossed for 21 to put uh, a few more on the schedule. Yep, and, and the last thing with that package there that I missed, they're removing the vertical fencing for the radiator pan. I'm not too technical about the cars. That must make a change with the downforce and yep, all that as well. Yep, absolutely. So uh, should be exciting to see that package come out and get short track racing back on track and, and uh, road course racing as well. Yeah. Here's the major planer, uh, changer in the schedule here for the Cup Series. The Martinsville night race in May. I like that idea. I never knew if Martinsville would get lights. They often put them in a few years ago. You see the short tracks uh, series go there with under the lights. I personally love night races. Um, I know sometimes you get the Saturday night where you want to go to your local short track. Um, But you can always record it now with the technology and go see it later. 
That is going to be one that is marked on the schedule to you know, absolutely sat- watch. Saturday night racing is just great until college football starts, and then then, uh, then they lose their ratings. But, uh, you know, Saturday night should be for racing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and, and lights at Martinsville, Mark, that'll be one that you'll that be paying attention. The one We've that- th- talked about going, but... Uh, only the Cup Series is there in, in May, which I found surprising, so we're not going to do that, but you know, we'll, maybe we'll get together to watch Xfinity that. Xfinity has not been there for many, many years, and they're actually going to be going back there. I think it's 2004 was the last time that Xfinity was there. Um, another one that I'm excited about is that the championship is not at Homestead. You know, they moved that up, so now yep. the championship is in Phoenix. Yep. Um, I think all the championship races should be at different tracks that that schedule needs to change and uh so i'm looking forward to that also absolutely that's a good point um and i think that was a major factor with changing the short track package knowing that the short one of the short tracks is going to be the championship race you can't have another phoenix race like we had last year i would argue that it was okay a lot of people thought it was bad so they make a change there and the championship race at phoenix will absolutely be exciting to watch and if i'm not mistaken Martinsville is now the cutoff to get into the championship race, correct? The Martinsville race is the second of the last race of the year. Yeah. I think uh, you got the schedule has been turned upside down that Daytona's now the weekend before Labor Day. That's the cutoff to get yes, into the playoffs. To, to get in the playoffs. So you have and Daytona then, moving from July 4th kind of area to, end of to the cut. Can you imagine winning Daytona to get into the playoffs? Yeah. Anyone could win that race. Yeah. Then you have Martinsville to get into Phoenix to race for a championship. Yeah. It's going to be pandemonium. So, I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing these changes. Yep, they move the schedule around in the right direction. So, yep, it'll be interesting. So those are the major changes that we have uh, here. Let's get into the clash. We're watching clash practice. Now it's Daytona 500 qualifying practice right now. Clash has 20 eligible drivers. Only 18 are going to take part. Daniel Suarez and Daniel Hemrick are not going to run. Uh, Hemrick does not have a cup ride. Suarez is with the Gaunt Brothers. He They choose not to ride that. So the 18 drivers are following. Kurt Busch, Brad Kozlowski, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Chase Elliott, Eric Almirola, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Clint Boyer, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Eric Jones, Joey Logano, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman. I tell you what, Mark, I was watching practice earlier just like you were. They were very aggressive. Even Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy touched on this point. The suck-up rate is huge. huge. We haven't seen that in many, many years. Jeff Gordon was really excited about that. So um, I was surprised at how aggressive they were in this practice. I, I There was a couple of times, there was one instance in particular that I saw Joey Logano goes to block Brad Kozlowski. They almost get tangled up. You saw one Johnson, with Jim Johnson. Johnson and Byron, and it's almost sent Byron off into the weeds. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's very aggressive. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we don't have anybody that's pushing everybody. You know, like you know, where all, they're all on top of each other. But it's gonna certainly look like it's gonna be that way again. It's gonna be three wide racing, uh, white knuckle. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I even saw people bumping in the corners and and even tandeming. Do you think that's a possibility to see with this package? I would definitely think so. I they've they've been mostly talking about the new front end on the Camaro that it isn't pointed as pointed. much. Yep. And as I've been watching practice, I don't see much of a difference. I see a little bit in the rear end. Um, 
but once you got that pointed nose and it gets inside the the license plate of the Mustang, how you can fit that in there, how you can push somebody around or actually dump somebody, it'll be interesting. But I, what I've seen on the Camaro, they're all excited about it, but I don't see much of it. It's, there's still that point on that Camaro yet. Yeah, so they, they're saying the Ford is flatter and the Ford's probably got just a little bit more of an advantage yet, but... Yeah, they took away that point on the Camaro. I seen two different foils from top to bottom. It's definitely better. There's not as much of a point. It still looked like there was a point there, but I think that might be uh, optical illusion. I don't think it is there. So um, that's a good point too. Watching out for that because there were a lot of issues in the previous plate races the last year that there was some Chevy, Ford mix-up, even Toyota that that happened because the bumpers didn't line up just right. Well, the Chevy set their back bumpers so that they can actually hook up with the front bumper of a Chevy so that they can work together. So that's the, all part of uh, how they're trying to work together on that. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens on uh, for sure for Thursday night. Yeah. But uh, you tomorrow know, the clash, you know, we'll see what see what goes on there. Yep, it'll be a um, good test session. So, do you have any predictions for the clash? Who do you think is going to take it? It's a checkers or wreckers kind of race. Doesn't mean anything. I'll uh, I'll take a Ford. I'll take a Ford, and I probably would take a Penske, and I probably would be looking at. Through the whole week, uh, I'm looking at a Logano or a Ryan Blaney. I think those are the two. I think for qualifying tomorrow, I think a Chevrolet probably will, like a Hendrick car, would probably take the pole for the uh, for the 500. That's that's my prediction there. I'm gonna go for the clash. I'm gonna go with William Byron. I think he's shown a lot of speed over the last few years. I think he's going to put it together. It's a race where he doesn't have to worry about if he wrecks or not. I think the Chevys will be aggressive. I'm going to go with William Byron. As far as the pole for the Daytona 500, I will also go with a Hendrick Cart. I'm going to say it will also be William Byron. And I'll also put another Chevrolet up there. I'm going to say Alex Bowman yeah, and William Byron take the front row. That 88 car is always so strong. Every time you watch qualifying, those those Hendrick Chevys always by themselves have the horsepower to get it done. Mm-hmm. I almost went with Joey Logano for the front row because he's always good at qualifying there. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chevrolets, and we'll go from there. The well, Pen- the Penske Fords they always seem to uh, seem to draft better, and they actually um, seem to work together. Um, and then you throw the Toyotas in, you know, and they've had their same package all these years. So it's uh. Well, we'll see where it shakes out. Yeah, and they were bad at qualifying last year. Would start 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th on back. And they really focused on downforce last year. And when the race came, man, did that matter. So we'll see uh, what happens here with the clash tomorrow. Qualifying tomorrow. We got the ARCA race coming up here shortly. Uh, Mark and I are going to get together at some point again this week, I believe, and try to do another one of these. Otherwise, I'll hop on and do it. Um, try to get a preview to the uh, duels, the truck race, and then uh, Xfinity. Maybe we'll hop on Sunday morning, put one of these out, or Saturday afternoon, and get a cup preview There's a whole bunch well. of racing coming on, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. That's why we love this time of year. It's ready to get going. Uh-huh. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, Double uh, L Sportsnet will be putting out these NASCAR podcasts um and then also some other sports podcasts as well i believe we're going to try to get going Uh, a lot of people are passionate about football basketball hockey racing so 
Uh, thank you for listening in, and we'll talk to you shortly. See have, ya. Have a great uh, Saturday racing and Sunday racing, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy Speed Weeks. Woo-hoo.